This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast about why this election is so important. I call it God, Trump, and the 2020 election. It's the same title as my new book, and if you haven't read the book or the sequel, God, Trump, and COVID-19, I talk about the issues from a spiritual point of view and why this election is so very important. We're counting down the days. Today is August 28th. 2020, it is 67 days before November 3rd, the most important election of our lifetime. And uh, everyone knows that the Republican National Convention just ended. I sat up last night and watched Donald Trump's 70-minute speech. I thought it was spectacular. Of course, people were attacking him because they said it was too long. To me, it was almost like going to a Trump rally, and he did have a... uh, an audience there on the South Lawn of the White House, and a tremendous fireworks show. Um, in fact, at the Republican National Convention, there were fireworks, both literal and figurative, and because for four remarkable days, President Donald Trump demonstrated his fierce determination to keep America strong, to protect our God-given rights and freedoms, to end the coronavirus scourge and to fend off feckless attacks from Democrat Joe Biden, who uh, he called weak and a Trojan horse for socialism. And we sent out a press release uh, having to do with the book and quoting me and my analysis of the convention. And in it, I say that Trump showed his 100% support for Americans of all walks of life, including those of deep faith. In this country, he said, we don't look to career politicians for salvation. In America, we don't look to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. Wow, what a contrast to the convention the week before where, uh, you know, I can't say they didn't mention God at all, but if they did, it was so minor. Uh, Took God out of the Pledge of Allegiance basically took God out of their platform, and the platform they do have is definitely anti-Christian, anti-traditional values, and uh, there couldn't be a more stark contrast. Now, in every election, there are contrasts, of course, and as the two parties have evolved over the years, there have been more and more contrast. Neither party is perfect. In fact, uh, so imperfect that I found out this week, I, I was at a, a meeting with some political strategists, and uh, one of them told me that now 47% of all Americans register as independent, and there's not even an independent party. It's either Republican or Democrat. But when it comes to the presidential election, it's one or the other. At the convention, Vice President Mike Pence said that President Trump has appointed more than 200 conservative judges to our federal courts and that President Trump, quote, supports the right to life and all of our God-given liberties, including the Second Amendment right to keep and to bear arms. In my press release that went out, I uh, said this election is so important for Christians and for people of all faiths. I believe that Donald Trump has a tender heart before the Lord and he is a champion for our belief in God and for returning us to the foundation of our freedoms in this country. But I also believe that 
if some way the Democrats were to win, that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris administration would stand for the removal of God from the public square and the erasure of our faith history. And in this election, I'm trying to do everything I can in my power to support Donald Trump, someone who, who backs Americans of faith and who displays true leadership, authority, strength, and experience. You know, we've, it's been a long, long time since we've seen the kind of unrest we've seen now. When Rodney King was killed in the early 90s, there were some terrible riots when Martin Luther King was assassinated in 1968. Cities burned. Uh, there was even a riot at the Democratic National Convention that year. We've, we've had times of unrest. Uh, more recently at Ferguson and uh, Baltimore and some other places. And of course in Minneapolis. But what's happened is that the anarchists were very well organized and they've had a plan to just wait until there was kind of a powder keg and somebody just threw a match in it and that match was the very, very unfortunate murder of George Floyd on Memorial Day of this year. And the protests have continued. I think it's up to about 90 days in Portland every single day. Riots don't go on that long. And there's evidence that a lot of these protesters actually are paid protesters backed by people like George Soros and others. It's a very big net, but you can follow the money and see where the money comes from and where it goes. And it's, it's frightening. This meeting I was at, uh, there was a lot of information that is absolutely frightening. But at the same time, we as Christians know that God is still on the throne. I believe that st God still has a plan and purpose for America. Part of it is because it's Americans, Christian Americans, who spread the gospel around the world. Someone told me there's 140,000 Christian missionaries around the globe. But also the number of missionaries has declined in recent years. Probably shows kind of an overall decline in church attendance and a whole lot of things. But you know, people are still spiritually hungry, and I think people are afraid and uh, about what's going on in the country. And so I actually think that in some ways people are more open to the gospel and to answers than ever before. We know that our answers do not come from a politician. They come from God. But God raises up authority. You know, he even raised up Barack Obama. I mean, I don't understand how all these things work. But I believe, and I make the case in several of my books, principally God and Donald Trump, the first one, that God raised up this very unlikely leader. A lot of people don't like him. It's hard for me to really understand why, because as I've interviewed him uh, once and talked to him on the telephone a second time, I've had, uh, you know, I've written all these several hundred thousands of words about him, and in God Trump in the 2020 election, I even have a whole section on what he's really like, with the promises he's made, the promises he's kept, and when he made his acceptance speech in Washington last night, of course, he uh, renumerated them, everything from prison reform to uh, appointing the right kind of judges, which uh, I just referred to with Vice President Pence, to uh, helping the economy to boom. Someone told me today that the stock market has regained all of the losses of 2020, which, if you think about it, it's a miracle with everything that's going on. 
I just got back from my first airplane trip to this meeting I was referring to. First time I've been on an airplane since they had the COVID-19 lockdown, and and uh, air traffic is well under half what it used to be. I don't know all the statistics. The hotel industry is still reeling from all this. Other parts of the economy are booming. It's just I think that America's fundamentally strong, and I because I believe it's because he had we have a leader like Donald Trump. And I need everyone listening to get behind Donald Trump, share this podcast, read my book, get active where you are. If you're not registered to vote, register and then vote. And not only vote, but encourage everybody around you to vote. Uh, if they don't have an easy way to get to the polls, offer to drive them to the polls. Or now people can order absentee ballots and vote by mail, although that's becoming something of a controversy with, um, you know, the mail-in ballots. Uh, when you request a mail-in ballot, which I've actually done myself when I was going to be out of town on Election Day, that's fairly safe. But when they just print ballots and send them out to everybody who's a registered voter, I mean, the statistics where it's actually happened uh, is very, very frightening. You know, they uh, many of the people have moved. Anybody can take that ballot and fill it out and s send it in. I mean, there's just it's just rife with potential fraud, which I actually write about in God Trump at the 2020 election. I have a whole chapter on why Donald Trump might lose. So I urge you to read these these book. They're well documented, lots of footnotes, well thought out, and it's all from a spiritual perspective. The question: Where is God in all this? And you know. Um, whether Donald Trump wins or loses, we're going to have these problems. If he wins, you know, there's reason to believe that the people who oppose him are going to go even more crazy in terms of, you know, protests and riots and whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, there's also a possibility that uh, Americans who are very quiet and don't always talk to the pollsters will turn out. And uh, I heard some talk at this meeting I went to that Donald Trump will win by landslide. I personally think that it's going to be very close, especially when you look at the Electoral College and how many states tend to vote Democratic, regardless of who is running. And the Democrats always have a lead uh, in that. But a lot of people have switched over to Trump. And, uh, you know, it's even like his daughter got up at the convention and said, well, maybe you don't like some of his tweets, but he's really a very fine man. And of course, I already believe that based on my own research and observation because I'm a, a keen observer of the news of the day, partly because of my journalism background, but partly because my role here at Charisma Magazine and our role as an organization and journalists, shall we say, although we do a lot of things that could not strictly be called journalism, but we're trying to communicate the word through print and digital and magazines and podcasts and all these ways, is to try to be a light for the Lord and to encourage people to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. And that includes having the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the attacks of the enemy. Because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not about Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or Kamala Harris or anyone we, we might name. These are against principalities and powers that are trying to pull America down, partly because America has been a light to the world. We have been a policeman to the world. 
Uh, you don't even have to use your force. But, you know, if cops are maybe in a bad part of town, the drug dealers stay away. If the cops leave, the drug dealers come out. I mean, just the presence. Uh, and it's something that the Bible talks about, that God raises up leaders for this reason. And if America is weak, all kinds of bad actors are going to come to the surface. And then the support for Israel. I mean, look at what Donald Trump has done with this negotiated peace that just happened with the um, UAE. It was historic. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. That's historic. And uh, the previous administration was not particularly friendly to Israel, but I believe that God has blessed America because America has blessed Israel. And, of course, that goes along with the Word of God. You know, there's a lot more that I could say. I wanted to opine about the convention. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed all the testimonials from average people whose lives have been impacted in a positive way by Donald Trump and his administration and some of the policies he put into place. I, I, I was stirred by the patriotism uh, that I saw. You know, the Democrats uh, give lip service to some of that stuff. But uh, the average people they put up were not uh, uh, espousing Christian principles. I mean, they had transgender people and all kinds of people saying all manner of evil against Donald Trump. In fact, their convention last week was they had only one theme, and that was they all hated Donald Trump. And, you know, I think that hatred is also a part of this spiritual warfare. The, The vitriol, the vitriol that people have, I think, can only be explained in spiritual terms. And we who believe in God, who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, we, we, can, we can get involved with intercessory prayer. At this meeting I was at, they were talking about how dire things were in World War II, that the Allies basically lost every single battle for the first three years. It looked like Britain would fall or maybe sign a peace pact with them and uh, I mean, it was very, very dire, and there were stories, they told some of the stories about people like Reese Howell and others who interceded and interceded and interceded. Now, this is not in the history books, even in the history books that write about religion, very little is said about this. It's, it's hard to document things on prayer. You know, we, we don't pray to be documented. We pray to appeal to Almighty God, and He does things. And he has his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. We don't always understand them. But I'm just saying that this is an example in a very dire part of history that people prayed and that war was won. The world would be very, very different, very different, if the Nazis and the uh, Japanese Empire and the uh, Italians, Mussolini, had won. Now we're in another kind of war. It's more of a cultural and political war, economic war. You know, socialism, when it comes right down to it, is about economics. And also there's a war against our spiritual uh, freedoms that are enshrined in the First Amendment, the same amendment that protects people to protest. We have the right, the freedom of religion and the freedom of assembly. And I'll just tell you that my panel my charisma panel for this next week uh, is on interviewing several pastors who've either been arrested or threatened arrest or fines 
And this is unprecedented in American history. You're going to have to listen to that. Also check out the other Charisma panels that we have. I'll wrap up this edition of my podcast. Uh, I thank you for sharing it. I was excited this week to find out that my podcast for this year, 2020, have just gone over 4 million. And that would be for both podcasts. The Strang Report, in which I deal more with um, spiritual issues, things in the news, the kinds of things we'd write about in Charisma Magazine, and then this, God Trump at the 2020 election, in which we're counting down the days, 67 days, until the most important election of our lifetime. With that, I'll close and invite you to listen in again tomorrow as we count down the days. God bless you. hypocrisy on the left is astounding. They are so desperate to criticize President Trump that even this worldwide pandemic, they attempt to belittle him and blame him for the crisis. In my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, I go into detail about how I think history will remember our 45th president. History has shown that Winston Churchill was the right man at the right time, yet he was not a popular leader in his day. He was described with some of the same words people have used to describe President Trump. Ruthless, unstable, unsound, and embarrassment, to name a few. But the way the world now looks at Winston Churchill is how I believe history will remember Donald Trump. It was said of Churchill, Thank God for a leader like Churchill. He was not polite or polished, but he was used to save many lives in a time of war. America, we are at war with an invisible enemy. I thank God Donald Trump is our president. Go to GodTrump2020.com and learn more.